Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. How did you all find the intro? I'm just curious because I sampled a song which I absolutely love. I think it's very relevant to this episode. I've never used that intro before. I was going to use it as an intro to my talks and to any future podcast episodes. And I thought, well, this is the perfect time to actually finally use it. So I hope you like that. I know you haven't heard from me for a while now. I haven't posted since I think my last book release which was in April 2021 that was for Healing is the New High and now I'm posting again to discuss my new book Closer to Love which is out on February the 13th worldwide I do hope to post more podcast episodes whether it will be on this podcast or I start a brand new one It's on my kind of goals that I see for the future. But I've just been occupied with writing, creating content, coaching, talks, etc. It's been very difficult to find the actual time to dedicate towards the podcast. Anyway, today, I really want to speak about my new book, Closer to Love. Usually, I kind of follow a script. So right now, I'm just going to completely freestyle and see what comes up so I hope you find some kind of value in this episode in a way you might listen to it and think well he's just trying to market his new book and when you release a book you do have to push your book for sales I don't quite enjoy that process because you put your heart and soul into the book and then suddenly you have to try and convince people to buy it and I think if you've done enough on your side you want it to naturally reach people and help people and that should be enough but at the same time you're reporting to a publisher at least in my case you are and every business exists to create a profit so they have their own kind of expectations of how the book should perform and you sometimes feel like you need to or at least you want to help them reach those kind of expectations I try and let go of them as much as possible, but I do realise that it's not always practical. So, closer to love. For most of my childhood, and I think a lot of you know this already, my life was a struggle. My single mother had to work extremely hard to not only get a home that we could finally call ours, 
but to actually put food on that table within that home. So she worked tirelessly, not just to make money and survive, but to look after us, her three kids. So it was me and my two older sisters. She actually had very little time to herself. But then every Saturday, she'd make sure that we watched a movie together as a family. It was kind of time for us to really be together and enjoy an activity as a family. Now, being from an Indian family, it was always a Bollywood movie that she'd rent out. Back then, you didn't have Netflix, and you couldn't really rent Bollywood tapes from blockbuster videos or choices, if you remember who they were. You'd have to go somewhere special, like really special to get your hands on them, and in our case, it was our local sari shop. The thing with Bollywood movies back then was that they were all musicals and romantic love stories. Actors and actresses would appear to be singing their hearts out to each other in a random field with like the quirkiest dance moves and deepest PG displays of affection. They were definitely entertaining, but I think what I didn't realise at the time was that these movies were teaching me that life is just one big love story that ends in you being happily in love with the person of your dreams and that maybe once you find them everything will be okay as long as you can both dance. The thing is reality doesn't quite work like that. Now don't get me wrong, life is one big love story as we express love for many things throughout our time here. Love's our biggest motivator. Everything we do is to gain access to some kind of love. And a relationship is a dance of sort. Nevertheless, the expectation we place on love and people to solve our biggest problems can have a starring in the most depressing love story of all, our own. And I was very quick to learn this, especially at university, when I was in a relationship or two in the past that didn't quite pan out as I expected. Here's the thing. Our inherent need to give and receive love is as true today as it was at the dawn of time, even though I think for the greater part, the way we approach relationships has now completely changed and evolved. So in the past, most people entered unions, especially marriage, for practical reasons. So partners saw one another as a means to an end, in some cases to obtain a visa. Marriage brought with it financial security, children, social approval, housekeeping, opportunity, political favour, good car, great house, and so on. I think then more kind of romantic notions emerged. While still being complementary, relationships were about falling in love. Now, they still served practical purposes, like the one partner potentially staying at home and raising the kids while the other went out and worked. Nevertheless, romance became a huge decider in whether or not people committed to each other. And I guess now it's moved beyond romanticism and traditional gender roles in a lot of cases to something far greater. People are seeking purposeful relationships. Again, while they're still practical in a lot of cases, People are now looking for growth with and through 
their partners. They're not just about growing old together. People actually want someone who will support their evolutionary journey and perhaps give their life more meaning. Our approach has changed, that's for sure. But just as I was using Bollywood as a template of what relationships should look like and mean, I think we now have a generation who are looking at social media. Because growing up, we don't have many places to adopt our templates from. We either have our caregivers, whose relationships, quite truthfully, can be quite underwhelming, or we have the fairy tales that we're exposed to via art, movies, songs, media and literature. It's the latter that has the greater appeal, and therefore they're the templates we choose to use to create our own love stories. We embark on this journey in search of what is promised through these different outlets. For millennials especially, and Gen Zs, we've grown up or are growing up in an era where social media completely dominates and it plays a massive part in how we approach relationships. Now we've got this generation who have become accustomed to labelling cute selfies or staged images as relationship goals goals that we establish through single snapshots. So what we do is we collect all these expectations of what love and relationships should or should not be and seek peace and perfection. A relationship then becomes a means of escape from the chaos of our daily struggles or shortcomings and insecurities and also global nightmares like the recent pandemic. In times of uncertainty, we at least want our relationships to be certain, to feel safe and secure. So we crave, demand and yearn for love, our happily ever after, because we believe that when we find the one, all of our problems in life will be solved. Look, I'm happily married. I've been with my wife for 13 years. And I can honestly tell you that while she's the most wonderful and wholesome soul I've encountered, it's simply not true. Although I might have told her otherwise at times. When we don't find perfection and have all of our needs met or meet disappointment, we struggle. For some of us, our illusions are completely destroyed. Our dreams of becoming this power couple diminish. We seem to think that something's wrong with the other person or with us or the whole idea of love itself. We're back at square one or even worse, at our lowest low. Ultimately, we feel like incomplete failures who are left to face nothing but ourselves and that can be very uncomfortable. I also think the search for love isn't simple either because nowadays we have options and I mean plenty of them that are so easy to access. You know, we don't have to go out to a social gathering and awkwardly drop our best chat-up line to show our interest in someone. We can simply swipe right thanks to dating apps. But the problem with more options is that it gives us more reasons to move on. Or, actually the opposite, more reasons to stay put so we aren't overwhelmed by what's out there. I think the paradox of choice is probably more prominent than ever. I think The general problem we have with our approach to relationships, especially nowadays, is that we carry the mindset that we need a better half because we are not whole. So we look for someone to complete us as we've already assumed we're incomplete. 
we carry our insecurities, conditioning, trauma, unmet needs and pain into relationships only to be met with instances that create more of it. Because, and believe me when I say this, relationships provide the perfect grounds for conflict. It's a battle of egos. Think about it. You have a story and your partner has a story and you're trying to create this new one together based on your individual experiences, preferences, expectations, understanding and desires, which continue to evolve. Now that's tough for even the wisest amongst us. Modern relationships place this undue pressure on individuals now because we expect our partners to give our lives meaning and help us grow, be our best friend, heal us, provide good sex, ultimately fill our voids. All while we expect them to love us the way we are in the way we love. We want them to accept us unconditionally, yet ironically, we can't accept them unless they have the same views, beliefs, values, hobbies, habits, and communication style as us. So you can see the amount of hypocrisy that kind of goes into our approach into relationships. I feel like so many of us are lost when it comes to relationships and if you actually read through my Instagram DMs, you'll see that. And this is one of the reasons I wrote Closer to Love. I get it. And, you know, I've gone through the same thoughts. I've asked the same questions. And this book, I hope, at least tries to answer some of your biggest questions and demystifies a lot of what's already out there about love and relationships. Love is a human need. It's a birthright. We all deserve it. But we've almost forgotten that love is an internal experience. It is found and felt from within. Now, I would love to go into this in this podcast, but you'll read more about it in the book. A relationship can help you cultivate more love, but essentially, it will only amplify the abundance or lack of love you carry toward yourself. And while every relationship will have some expectations, and again in the book, I've gone through healthy and unhealthy expectations to have, and also that no one will ever be perfect, I really believe that those who genuinely love themselves value their time and energy, and they recognise people who love and operate from the same level of awareness. I think when there's a smaller desire to outsource your needs to another you'll find it easier to find someone who's compatible and simply enjoy them as they are loving them with all of your heart purely deeply and unconditionally and that's what really the purest form of love is about and that's what the healthiest relationships to me look like we have to detach from this idea that love is like the movies. It's not about finding the perfect home, but it's about coming home to yourself and then choosing someone who aligns with you so you can share your life with them. I'm a strong believer in the power of love and its ability to help us lead full, blissful lives when given the right tools to do so. So I really hope to equip the reader with the insight they need to experience the love that we all 
deserve. The timeless lessons in this book, I believe, or I at least hope, will bring you closer to yourself, closer to one another, and closer to love. And that's my stomach rumbling in the back if you can hear it. This was just kind of a quick episode just to really talk about my book. I don't want to force anyone to buy it, but if it resonates with you, I'd love for you to go ahead and pre-order it. It's available in most places where books are sold. There's a link in my bio on my Instagram profile, which will lead you directly there. You can also sign up to my newsletter. So I send out a free weekly newsletter. You can go on vexking.com to sign up. And we talk about a lot of these topics to do with love and relationships, but also mindfulness, positivity, yoga, anything to do with wellness. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you soon. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.